Hemshe Chaim Beis, Volume 1, up to the beginning of Discourse 17, Chapter 64, page Kufchov 120. The name of this discourse is Atim Nitzavim Hayyim, Shabbos Pashan Nitzavim, Tofresh Ayin Beis. The Shridik Rebbe, in his uh, brief summary of the beginnings of his discourse, says about this one, Makif Akholi, Tehiri Law, which should be which is exactly where we're at in the last discourse discussion has been about transcendence the language of Chesidus Makif its impact on us, on our existence. So after establishing that it's a very much part of our reality, the previous chapters, he broke down the transcendence, and that even though transcendence by definition is an equalizer, there are levels, makifim. Each world, each dimension has its makif. The last example he gave for that is when you want to build a home, a structure. So you have the rods and Kloli, the overall desire, which has the details, but those details are on a different level there. As you said, two key distinctions. The details are not distinct, they're all concealed there. And number two, the energy, the intensity, is equal in all of them when it's in that Ratzon Klali. You don't distinguish and say, this is more important, less important. You're focusing on the totality, the synergy of the entire structure. Then there's the Ratsan Prati, when it comes down to actuality, so before you even implement, you have the, what's called the guiding inner force that directs each part of that implementation. So essentially, in terms of transcendence, the divine desire for each part of existence helps that part of existence connect to its particular transcendent element. And then there's the connection to the overall transcendent. But the way he worked here, he began first with the overall transcendent, Makif Kloli. Namely, Tehiri and Tehiri The level of uh, Tehiri is the higher purity or the higher shining, which is the way it's foreseen or perceived or allocated. Shir Asmi Bekeach, the envisioning of existence as it is pure, completely in the divine light, in the divine energy before the Tzimtzum, that's Tehiri Another name for it is Atsilas, the Klolos, the general Atsilas, macrocosmic Atsilas, the ten hidden spheres, Malchus, the Ainsof. That will become the Eagle Hagadl, once there's a Tzimtzum, will be a great sphere. And then there's Tehira Is that same dimension manifests now in existence, there's a, as it's called also Makiv Kloli, but this is now the map or the seed that contains the entire picture from beginning of time to the end of time of all time and space. That's Ak. The Gulim Avak surround all of existence, the entire, everything that will come into being in this company, in this black hole, in this empty space, once the Kav begins doing its work. So this Ak is the first reality that comes and emerges after the Tzimtzum, or the first reality actually is the Kav. But the Kav first entity, I should say, the first entity is Ak, it encompasses everything, and this is called the Ruts and Kloli, all different names, the primordial, the primal will or desire that encompasses it all. Its impact on existence. 
he explained, is the general bittel, the general sub, uh, you could say sublimation, the general receptivity of existence, um, which is not conscious within existence, except in the form of the mere form of a certain stream shines in, which is our ability to receive divine energy, life itself. A deeper level in the souls is the amuna, the simple amuna that brings a person to Mr. Nefesh. Or, or as he explained further, the Kabbalah soil, Malchus Shamayim, of Nasev and Nishma, accepting the entirety of God's, what God wants of us. And then comes the effect of the law. The higher tier is the Mesiris Nefesh, not of the soul, but of the body. When one gives of their body, one surrenders, when one uh, offers, like an offering, their body, that's the level of Tehirullah's impact, which is of course not revealed because the body is not conscious of anything, but it's that ability that for it to, for to, do, to do such a thing that comes from the body, and uh, that is like Yom Kippur. It's also like Purim. He doesn't say it here, but the discourses that are the sources for this mimer, Purim Maimorim Kimu Bekiblu Hayehudim, and Bekiblu Hayehudim Asher Echelo Lasses. So in Torah Eir and the Maimorim that discuss this. The Mitla Rebbe, Shari Eira, and then in Tzamech Tzedek and Eretayra, they all discuss this idea as context of Purim. That Matan Torah, that Avram Avinu was just a revelation of Neshama. Matan Torah had already a Makif, Nasev and Nishma, as he explained here. And Purim has the ability even to affect the mysterious nervous of the body. That goes even deeper. And then we start now the discussion of the Makif in Pratim. The last chapter, 63, was in addition to these two general transcendent forces. The desire of wanting something outside of oneself, outside of the essence. Now comes that each particular world has its particular Rotsen or Keser. That was what we studied in chapter 63. And he, and he, and he said that basically, as I described before, like in the house, the desire to have a home has the general desire, and then it has the specific desires for each particular section of that structure. Okay. So now we'll continue in chapter 64, which begins the Numaimer, Atem Netzavim, page 120. You stand before all of you together. You stand today, all of you together before God. From the heads of your tribes, and then he continues to enumerate the different categories, the different of the class structure of the Jewish people. And it's known wherever it says Hayyim today, is referring to Rosh Hashanah. So Hayyim, the today. Is going on Rosh Hashanah. So also hear what it says. You stand. When do you stand? It's referring to Rosh Hashanah. Because on Rosh Hashanah, everyone stands together before God. So we have to understand why Rosh Hashanah Dafka. What specifically on Rosh Hashanah causes them to stand together? Nitzavim does not mean that you you rise and, you, and your effort. Nitzavim lashenifel means like 
the result of. As if someone else made you stand. That you are um, being stood upright, so to speak. That this is affected from above. Here again you start seeing the hints to is it coming from above, is it coming from below, all the different impacts. We have to understand what is this that the souls of Israel are impacting. The fallen mamayla are are being impacted or are the uh, fallen are a result of a consequence of but being impacted from above. We also have to understand what he distinct what he breaks down and 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 uh, and. Uh, uh, Delineates, the, 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 and it specifies, the, delineates the different levels of the souls of Israel. The heads of the tribes, then goes your elders. And the last one is at the end is this, which is the, it doesn't mention that here, but just to give you the spectrum, are the, are the wood choppers and the ones that carry your water carriers. Didn't he first say, all of you. So why then is it necessary to uh, distinguish, to delineate, and specify all the specific levels? He said all of you together. That's the emphasis. Why now break it down into the ten, into the ten different categories? Well, to understand all this, we have to preface that which was discussed earlier, the alien Safabligvul. That the infinite light that comes in the form of makif for the worlds has within the two levels. has two levels of makif. An overall general encompassing force or transcendent force and prati. A more individual, distinct one. And the Makav Akloli after the Tzimtzum, because there's the Makav Akloli before the Tzimtzum, that's the Hiri Allah. Is the primordial thought with the Nakav Makav Akloli, and individual Makav is the level of Kesar Atzilis, Khulu, of course also Kesar Briya and so on. Because now, the primordial thought of Ak, even though it encompasses everything, nevertheless, from this could not come the creation and actuality. Because in that primordial thought, all the worlds, all the levels are all equalized. And it was explained, that this equalization is in two ways, is in two elements. One the Giluim. As he said, because the air is equal in everything. The Yeshlam, you can say, the Kumoshem Ba'ak Meir Ba'asiya, Be'ashavu Kumay Ba'atzilis. The Yeshlam, the Kumoshem Ba'ak, the way all these levels are not. Meir Ba'asiya, Be'ashavu Kumay Ba'atzilis. The energy within Asiya is equal to the way it's in Atzilis. He says Yeshlema because he didn't actually spell that out earlier in the last chapter. He just said that the Ur said in Tuinyanim, expression there was that the Ur is equal everywhere. Here he actually spells it out. That means that the Ur and Asiya 
their inak within the machshava, within that great thought, are equal. He did say the other way around, that afterwards when they come out, there's a distance, a great distance between Asi and Atsilus. Actually, I can't say they didn't say. He did say, He does say that they're equal. But here he, so the Yashlem, he repeats again. He actually did say it. I correct that. But he didn't actually say, Those words he didn't actually say. But the, time, the content was there. And another distinguisher between Makiv Kloli and Makiv Prati. In other words, that which is in the general desire and how it comes into a specific specifics in Atzilus. Shaham b'chinus mitzias built in the keres. In Ak, they're a, they're, they are mitzias, an existence that is indis, indistinguishable. Umela harihem sham kol ha'elmas b'liyis chalkos klal. So there's no distinction between one level and the next. So in other words, this is not talking about the gilui, how intense the acts, that the, the desire is, is that the, that intensity is equal everywhere. Now we're talking about the actual item itself, the category. If you remember earlier, when he spoke about Milo Mata, he spoke about the spatial structure of the spheres in the world, the Rebbe Rashab first began saying that they're distinct in Ribu Yamirt. What's the distinction between Chachman Bina, let's say, or Atzilus and Bria? That one has more divine energy, meaning it's more aware of the divine, more consciousness, more bittle, therefore, and one is less. But then he said, in truth, they're really fundamentally, they're different. Chachma and Bina are not just distinguishable by quantity. No, it's Bina is diminished Chachma. No, they're two different entities. And because they're two different entities with different personalities, one is more of a yesh, one is to understand in detail. The other one is more just getting the idea. Therefore, one has more energy than the other. So you could compare that to these two things here. So so that's when they come out into reality. That one has more energy, one has less energy. Chachma obviously has more intensity and more energy, more, more power, more brain power, so to speak. Or more uh, divine power, if you wish, than Bina. But then there's a key distinction between the two. In Ak, both those elements of Milo Mata that we spoke earlier in the whole Erpnimi at length are both not there. Both the energy of Chachma and Bina are equal. Bina is getting as much energy as Chachma, or as he says here, Asiya gets as, is, is, is in that level as equal to, to, uh, to uh, Atzillus. And secondly, their distinction in their personality, that Chachma is a different personality than Bina. Just like Midas is a different, Midas is not just diminished intelligence. Midas has its own, uh, its own parameters. That in the, in the Ratzin, that wants the whole structure. God who wants the dira betachtenim, he wants a, a world, an existent world. On that level, these distinctions are not there. So you're not going to be able to define a chachma or a bina in ak. Even though there's chachma bina in ak, but we're now talking the gulim of ak. Let's remember that, the makif of ak. While I'm at it, I should add something. Someone asked me a question. Just I, I think I clarified it, but I'll say it, state it again. Before... We, I keep saying that Tehiri law is the level of Shir Atzmi B'Kayach, and that's the level of Makif HaKloli. Didn't we learn at length that before the Tzimtzum there's two levels? The root of Sevev is Kaidim Alei Saratzim. Before he arose the desire that he wants ten spheres, 
So before he allocated shir asmi he measured within himself and allocated a certain structure. That's the root of seviv. The root of mamalaklam of primi is the ten spheres. At length, chapters after chapter, he was discussing that you have to say the energy, there's also levels. Chesed and Gvura, Chachm and Bina. All the way in the root in the ten spheres, because he said the ten spheres are not just the root of the containers, like the Pardis says, but they're also the root of the energy. And suddenly here we're talking so Tirilah in the context of Makif. So the truth is the Rebbe Rashab himself qualified it. When he went over and began discussing the, the two levels of Makif Kholi, Makif Prati, which began, let's just go back, it's always go, to back, go back to the beginning, to the point of departure. So he began discussing Makif Kholi, Makif Prati in chapter 59 is where he first mentioned it. So he said there, Because relative to the world, even the even the general desire that's already for ten spheres, from a perspective of the world, that's not pnimi. It may be the root of it, but in, but on that level, it's a desire for all of existence. Like he says, "Bechinas havdolamahem." Then he adds in parentheses, And he says he's going to explain that later. That's his serious cloli. So in truth, yes, the discussion that what is the root of air primi, of imminent energy, is truly tehiri law, in the words here. But there's an element of it that's makif, because of its all-encompassing nature. And it includes even ak, which is also the beginning, you can say, of imminent energy. It's coming from the kav. But the transcendent dimensions of Atmus, of Eirein Sof Lifni Atzimtzum, now manifest also on these levels. So though we didn't spell it out in aggressive detail, but you have to say that once there's a desire for it, there's also the element that it's still coming from that, from that transcendent energy. And I refer you also back to the end of that chapter 59, that key chapter. So if he said then... <coughs> He said there that it's a rotsen. That even though the, the, the desire arose in, the, in, in that level to want to have the spheres, they're all equal there. I'm reading on top of page 110. And he explained, Meaning, from the perspective, he says, Besides the fact that the er makif Itself, like the specific makifim, each one is a form of air, meaning not shefa. They're just a reflection of their source, and they're not commensurate, and not impacted, and not doesn't require effort to enter into the containers. In addition to that, hamshach is the air makif gufa. Even that which will become air pnimi, which means that which he envisioned ten spheres. Bishoshi says the hashara that he envisions that there will be a that energy will radiate, will will, uh, will illuminate and 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 uh, manifest in gvul, er of chesed, er of gura, er is the atzma b'chinas shefal derech moshel, hamshachasim er makiv hainam er and safu b'chinas er. In other words, the way er sees it, the way you look at it from above, it's an er, not a shefa, even though it, it will later manifest and become a shefa. 
In other words, it will become an air premium imminent energy. So I'm just qualifying to say that in the imminent energy itself, the root of the imminent energy, there's an element of makif. As the element, how it becomes later the root of imminent energy. Obviously, all this will come together as we learn further, but just to qualify things. So yes, the first 46 chapters, he was focusing how the ten hidden spheres is the root of the Er Hagvul. But remember, that's how the Er HaSevev envisions the, the, the Er Hagvul. That's what he said here. So now let's continue on. So we have both elements in, in Ak as opposed to Er Pnimi, an imminent energy where, as you said earlier, the distinction is both on the, the, the actual level of each sphere, each world, and also the intensity of energy. In Ak, both those things are equalized. You could say an example for it, let's say, if you look at a seed as opposed to a tree. So a seed, there's two things going on there that are, distinguish it from the tree. One, is all the elements of the tree are there, yes, correct. But number one, they're not distinct. You can't distinguish between a branch, a root, a leaf, a fruit, the, the trunk, and so on. It's one, one thing. The second thing is that there, the so-called the energy within the seed that's going to go into a limb or into a trunk or into a, a, even to the, the, the last final branch of the tree is equal. You're not going to say a part of the seed is this, this is the limb part and this part is the trunk. There, everything is developing altogether. Once it actually becomes a physical tree, there'll be a big distinction. There's no question more moisture and liquid goes, let's say, to the to the trunk of the tree, then goes to a distant branch. And the tree will allocate resources to each part of the tree according to its needs. But at this point, the resources are equal. The energy is equal. And also the distinction of their each part, 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 particle, so to speak, or each particular element that comes out of the seed is also equalized. Just as an example. Melaharehem sham and therefore, all the worlds there are there without any distinction. This is the second element. In addition to the energy being equal in all of them, meaning, and I say energy, like in this case, the resources, the, the mind power, the brain power. When a person is envisioning a structure, there's no real distinction where you could say, okay, this part of his brain is focusing on the kitchen, and this part of the brain is focusing on the living room. You know, Even in that Beis Amikdash, where the Kodesh Kadashim is the central point, but everything, the desire of it, the plan of it, the whole, the whole a picture, you know, the whole base of English is necessary. So when it comes out in actuality, there's of course a distinction between one section and the next. 
Now, this doesn't take away if someone will say, one second, my thought, I'm thinking, okay, the main reason I want my house is for this and this room. Yeah, yeah, but that's already, you're already focusing on a particular room. We're talking about when you focus on the des- general desire for a structure. And that desire does not distinguish between one brick and the next and one element of the structure or another. In order for there to be the existence of the worlds and and in a in di- diverse and in a uh, in a struct uh, in a diverse or a, uh, distinguishable the word is chalkus here would be diversity chalkus in a separate way each in its own each with its own uh, particular component so prati for this you need to have an individual desire not a rotsun klali. In each world, according to as it is. This is the level of the crown or the desire of which is the individual, the distinct and individual desire for the world of Atsilis. So in other words, we don't just jump from general transcendence, Makiv Kloli, to Pnimi, to imminence. Each imminent department has its transcendent department. This particular transcendence that informs that department. Think of it like this. Think of it like if you have a hierarchy in a company that's a big company. So you have department heads, and then you have the head of the whole, the whole uh, entity. And if it's a very big company, you can have many, many such layers. You can have a, there's, a, there's a team that's working on one level. They have a, a head of that department. Then there's the head of that, of, an, of, that, of that whole department of many teams. Then you can have all the departments together. And then all of, the, all of them come together under the head of one COO or CEO, CEO. So why do you need to have the heads of departments? Why don't you just have the top guy just telling everybody what to do? Or you could have one lieutenant. Because each department, because it's the focusing on particular functions, they won't get it done properly if they don't have somebody who's coordinating within that group itself. So the way it works in the world is that, yes, you need to have one person. Because on the other hand, if you only have department heads and you don't have one overall head, there's also a lack of coordination. So you have one person who knows the whole vision. He articulates it to a bunch of department heads. Those department heads, each one will take their team and and uh, inform them each one of their function. And he makes sure that his team is working in a coordinated and efficient way. Then reports back, and he makes sure everything is aligned. Because we are dealing in existence of details. If this existence was an amorphous one, and details didn't matter, it's one thing. But remember, why God wanted a structure of such details, we'll never know. But that's what he wanted. Because he wanted a world the way he wanted it, like this, it requires esosphenus, which is the whole length of discussion of imminent energy. It's distinct. Chachma is not bina. The keli is one way, and the keli of another is another. The ayur has to fit each keli. A length elaborated how each one is tailored to each other. Because you need that for the structure. But now when you talk about guiding the structure, the same is true. That's why I said before, how do you say there's levels in makifim? Because he says, the makif is shaykh la primi. This governing force called desire is like the head of a team. He is, he is, yes, he's ahead. He may not even be involved in any particular function. All he's doing is supervising. 
and directing and strategizing and guiding. But he is connected to his particular team. She have one that's an overall corporate chief head, the commander-in-chief, then they're the generals, and then they're the colonels, etc., etc. And all the entire hierarchy of any given structure. So you need to have a Rotson, the captain, not only the general one, but also the specific one. Just to make it more palatable. And only when you have both ends of it does it work properly in a structure like ours. Now, the difference is, relevant to us, is that you talk about, let's say, an army or a corporate structure or any other structure, there, it's just a relationship in the context of his, his, his leading you or governing or controlling or supervising, coordinating. He's a coordinator. Here, we're talking about actual levels that give life to existence. So we're not just talking about the Rotson here is just happened to be the appointed to be a supervisor over its department called Atzillas. It actually is the force, as he said earlier, that Makif actually brings things into life. See here, it gets much more, much richer the relationship, and much deeper because this Rotson actually actually is giving life to the whole entity. Like that's where the, I go back to the seed. The, it's not just a uh, governor that's controlling and saying, okay, here you do this, you do that. You're talking about actual force that's giving life through imminent energy. And it's, it's invisible, it's concealed, except for the impact that we said it has, it has the impact on the faith and so on. So here there's also a relationship, the way it gives life, and also a relationship that we can connect to it. To use the, the example I gave, the corporate example, I would say, let's say an individual person on a team has a particular talent, and he comes to the coordinator, the Rutzen, so to speak, the Kessler of that team, and says, you know, I heard the plan, I have a thought. And he gives a thought that actually enhances the plan. Or enhances his ability to work on the plan. So there's no question, there's, an, there's information flowing back and forth from these two. That the individual can inform the desire and the desire can inform the individual. Even though he's not talking about how one, how the uh, individual informs the desire. That's just, that I'm just using as myself an example. But I mean to say that there is a communication between the two. They're not just two different uh, worlds. As a result of that... In other words, the makif, like let's say the team leader will say to everybody, so what do you think? And they'll say things, and let's say he'll adjust the plan accordingly. That really doesn't fit here because God is not adjusting the plan according to our opinions. But I'm, I'm just saying it as an example to explain how there is a connection, a communication between the two. In our case, it's only a one-way communication. It's the desire that speaks to the, the faculties, don't speak back, as we spoke, as we discussed, or have an impact. But the point is, there is a communication from the, from, the, the, from the captain, from the coordinator, from the Rotson, from the Makif, to the Primi. As, and, and as a result, however, as I said, it's not what it, give, what it, it doesn't give life to it. In this case, the, the, the details not only get life from there, the team players are not only, the team individuals are not only get life from it, they also get direction from it. And it has an impact on them. So one particular person on the team will say, We'll, we'll be able to connect to that desire and have an impact. Like he said, in Aveda, that would be like if he has a moon of Pshuta, or if he has that, uh, his body, Mesiris Aguf, Mesiris Anefesh from the body. In other words, there's something from the general commander of that particular, or in this case, Makib Kloli, that actually informs and affects the individuals besides the job that they do. And in our case, as I said, it gives life, and it gives more than just life. So now he's continuing in chapter 64. It's also understood 
what, why we need to have what we, what, what, what we, why we need to have an individual desire he's giving now another reason why it has to come down into specifics rather that you need to have a makif that is also like the, the, the team the, 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 the department head the words I used before Another is giving another reason. Because though the primordial thought of Ak encompasses all the worlds, nevertheless, you still need to have an individual desire. So till now, the reason he gave was because without that, you have everything included in this department head. All this, there's no there's no the energy level isn't equal to all details, and second of all, there's no distinction between them. Here, obviously, he's going to go further to explain it even further. Why you need to have an individual desire. You need to have an individual department head, an individual captain or commander or desire, Rotson, for Atsilis, for Bria, Kesser, Atsilis, and so on. Because it's known that there's two types of desire. Which means also in the Rotson that's higher than Tambadas. Because before, if you remember, he kept speaking in general that there's two rots and one is a rots tambadas, which means like a bit tambadas, that you desire something but it's coming from a rational uh, process. And then there's a rots that's beyond rational, super rational. Here he's saying even in the rots and shalmam tambadas there's two types of desire. In the parenthesis he adds, He's giving the exact name for it. One is Ratzin Hanelam, the concealed desire, Ratzin Hagali, the revealed desire. Oi, another way of putting it, or another term for it, another name for it, Kayacharatzin, the power of desire, Ratzin, and the desire itself. So you're going to explain these two types of desire. It's interesting, these two types of desire that are discussed here in Samach Vav. And I believe I said mentioned from Tavshin Yud Besukas Teshvu and in Imre Bina and Ashar Yichud and uh, in plenty of places Tzemach Tzedek, they bring these two desires. You know where when they discuss Tehiri Law and Tehiri Tata, these two desires are brought there. But let's see where he goes here with this because here obviously he's developing it even further. Um, so he says there's two desires. Echad hu rotsun mamish. The first is actual rotsun desire. Obviously, the lower level. The hainu kishe yichpids beezadover. That means when he desires something in some matter beezadover any which matter thing. Atcha timshech nafshel of mamish. Till his soul, his spirit is drawn to it. Mamish literally, and he leans toward that thing. He's um, inclined toward that thing, to cleave to it, to connect to it, and to acquire it. Definition of rotsin. Remember, we spoke tainug is the contentment. You're content with yourself. You are to yourself. There's a but we're not talking tiny now. He spoke before in chapter one. He said, "Before there's a desire, a person is just intact. Desire means there's something you want, 
What is that defined in, in, tec- in technical terms? You desire something, therefore you're drawn to it, therefore you get inclined to it, therefore you go out to acquire it. That's the Ratzin. It's inclination and being drawn to any, anything. This could be a physical thing, a spiritual thing, whatever it may be. And this is not for any reason or, or comprehension. That the reason should be the cause for your desire. In that case, without the reason, you wouldn't desire it. Here, we're not talking about that. There, there's no reason you don't go for it. Like here, he's talking rather, not for a reason, on his own. There's just something in him that is, desires and is drawn to that particular item. The parentheses, he now qualifies this. How long is this parentheses? Till the end. Okay, fine. So all this is still, he's going to be speaking still about the first level of desire. I see chapter Samachay is the second level. So he goes like this. You must say, definitely, there is some inner Kavona. In other words, it's not some type of wild, uh, just passion without any intention. Well, actually, it could be a wild passion, but there is a Kavona within this. But this kavana, this intention, this interest, so to speak, is not in the level of reason and comprehension. And he's going to explain now. There's all the parentheses till the end of the chapter 64. So, bear with me. Because there's a desire that's completely higher than kavana. And it doesn't have any intention at all. That's a Ratzin Atzmi that we call an essential desire that's from the Atzmi, the essence of the individual. And he's going to give an example, an example he gave also earlier when he spoke about the Kaychus. If you remember, he spoke about Midas. So he spoke about emotions, that emotions are, as opposed to Seichel, emotions... Um, are, are a diminished level of energy because they're they're defined, etc., etc. We said, what about when a father has? They so said, call that he called that rotsin tivi midas tivim. He called that that's more rotsin than it is emotions. He said that earlier, uh, much earlier on in the chapters about Milo Mata, I believe. Um, here we go, chapter thirty-three. He said that he says. He wants himself, basically. He wants his essence. Because it's a piece of him. It's not a mid. A mid is when you're drawn to something outside of yourself. Anyway, it just, I'm just qualifying to explain this. Okay, so what does he say? For, so for, what, what's a rotsna atzmi? Exactly what he said there. Example of the desire of a father to a son. Or a child to a father. Ben here means son, but it could also be child. That's a f- essential desire that ha- does not have a kavana. It doesn't need a kavana. Why? Because it's not the, in- the even if it has a purpose, like you know, father will say, "I love my son. I'm going to take him somewhere. We're going to go on a trip. We'll learn together. We'll speak together." There's there, there there's a kavana, but what's the driving force? Is the is the the goal here? Like when you're doing a business deal and you say, I, "I have a desire now to make a to go in partnership with somebody." There, 
It's the partnership that drives the desire. Because you want this partnership, so therefore you go ahead and you, and you make an alliance with another person. When it comes to your son or child, yes, you may have an intention. Today, let's do this together and there's a seichel in it. But what's the driving force? The driving force is because you're one with him. You, anything like that, when you have a midah, for example, when you have a derotson to, to, to go into partnership with someone in business, the desire there is the business. Not, you, know, you, don't, you have no fundamental, essential connection with your partner. As some like to say, you go to partnership not because you like the person, but because you can't do it without him. With a child, it's coming from an atzmizdika connection. You have an atzmizdika connection. Therefore, you want to spend time. Therefore, you want to do something that may have a kavana. So the bottom line is, a rotsun atzmi is rooted in some type of fundamental connection to the thing. And doesn't need to have a reason. Definitely doesn't need to have a kavana. Doesn't have a reason. I'm saying, doesn't need a kavana. And also definitely doesn't need a reason. I should have corrected myself. He just says, "Ratzna Ava Laben, Ratzna Ben Alav," because because they're one. That's where it comes down to. In other words, you find even situations where a son, even a Ben Seder even someone who's uh, completely go defies his father, and every possible way the father you know becomes an enemy. There's a love that a father can never cut out because this, he's part of his flesh and blood. Question is whether a child has that to a father too. Is you know Tanya says that a child will do everything to save his father's life, but you have there's a connection. Bottom line is there's a connection that precedes their logic. How many fathers just want to cut off relationships with the sons when they don't have anything to do with them? Yeah, but I'm saying even when times when when something happens like that, the father still has terrible pain over it. It's not like. It's stranger. He just said, "Okay, you know, we were friends and goodbye." Bottom line is, the point is, the point, yeah, the point is, there's an atzmizdika connection. Atzmizdika connection simply means, in this context, obviously, at the end of the day, we speak atzmos compared to our, we're flesh and we're human beings. An atzmos, you could say, he needs nothing. So when you say something is atzmizdik by him, it's coming completely from his essence. But that, but that's just a distinction that needs to be qualified. Here, for all practical purposes, the best way to understand is compare it to other ritzenes. There are things you want that are completely uh, optional. You want it. You don't have it. It's not going to, you know. Then there are things you want very strongly. But they're still not necessarily atzmizdika rotsun. They're not necessarily coming from the atzmizdika place. Atzmizdika place, I have to define, means it's part of who you are. In other words, all the reasoning behind why you want to sit with your son and learn, all the good reasons, you want to teach him, you want to educate him, you want to spend time with him, it comes because he's your son. And that's why you have a, also a pialochi, even a bias to that. Because you would love your son, no matter what. Therefore, you're going to find reasons, so to speak, for your relationship with him. He's not going to say that part, I'm just trying to explain that even though there's a reason maybe involved, but the reason is a result of the atzmi. Whereas the other way around, like I said, let's say your business relationship, there, when you're finished with the business relationship, you have no connection to that person. I'm not talking about if you became friends and there's other, there's a, you know, you could also have chaverim that have atzmi connection. Not getting into that. A father is the best example because a father is literally, from the second the child is conceived, there's just a connection between the father and a child. I know when he says Avon Ben here, I think a, a, a mother and child is the same thing. Because he's not talking here about what he says in Tanya that's coming from, you know, the Etzim, you know, the Chochman, right, that type of thing. So, but the point of the matter is there's an Asmizdika connection. Okay, let's continue here. It's all the parentheses, by the way, to explain. Uh, all this is coming to explain that the Ratzin does not have any given reason. It's just what he wants and is drawn to something. 
She says, for sure there's a kavana primis, but that kavana is also not a level of reason. Then he goes and says, there's a rotsin that doesn't even have a kavana, completely higher than kavana. I'm not sure if I would explain it this way, but perhaps basically he's breaking it three different times. There's a, there's a rotsin for a reason. A reason would be very simple. You're hungry. I see it, an apple on a tree, I have a desire to take it. There's a reason. You're hungry. You wouldn't be hungry, you wouldn't do it. There's no connection between you and the apple. You don't need to have an apple. You're hungry. A kavana would be that there's no necessarily rational reason, but there's an interest. You, you, it could be irrational. You know, it could be a taiva. It could be something you see that could even be destructive. It's enticing, maybe. So it's a kavana. There's a kavana. You have an intention. Here he's saying, but there's a rotsin atzmi that will mile a kavana. So let's see what, how he explains this. This desire of a father to child, child to a father, is without a kavana. At times, this connection between the two, the desire, comes out revealed. That he's drawn and he very much desire very much. Chuka is more than desire. It's almost like a taiva chukka. He's a strong, um, strong. Gagoyim gedelim. Oh boy, gagoyim is yearning. Chukka shemushtekik ma'ed. He's very strongly um, desires. Chukka even more than desires. Chukka. Um, chukka sometimes even love actually. Chukka love. Av of chukka. Very much drawn to doing daylim with very strong um, yearnings. So even though he's explaining now, even though at times it comes out as gals, but it's not necessary that it has to come out. But even when it does come out like that, it's only because of that because he's one with him. This child is one with the father, with the parent. It's not a kavana. And here's, here's a good example. Yeah, it doesn't matter here the quality of the father or the child. Echduhu means what state he's in. What kind of person it is. In other words, with friends, you choose your friends. Some people you like, some people you don't like. For a healthy father, not to like it, it's not possible. He's not going to like his child. He's not going to be a desirous child. I'm not getting into unhealthy people now. So echus, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's a smart child. He's going to like his child more. You know. These galus, I know we have favoritism. There are parents who show favoritism, but first of all, question is if that's a healthy thing altogether, and it's usually a sign of something not right because it's your child. To say your child, one child, let's say, doesn't perform as well as another. Is less connection to you. So if you're a healthy person, you may put more effort, and you you compensate whatever, but it doesn't change the fundamental connection between parent and child. Yeah, but expectations all. But I'm I'm talking about the pure. God forbid something happens to that child. A healthy person is not going to have less pain than the child. That's let's say. The, the, again, I'm talking healthy, and I'm not talking now. Remember. We're talking about stripping it of everything. Obviously, a parent sees a child doing something, has more nachas, another child may have less nachas that moment. 
But it's not, but if that spills over into the Atzmizdik connection, you, guys, you know that. I would say, as a matter of fact, unhealthy person still has the Atzmizdik connection, but they're driven by externals. Like if people compliment them, then some people will have favoritism based on others. But that's because they're not in touch with their Atzmizdik connection to their own child. But the connection is there. The bottom line is, he's explaining there's something. There's a connection between two things, and that drives everything. And is it the child that's not performing? I'm just going there because I want to go there for a minute. <laughs> and is it the child that's not performing, or he's not acting in the way you expect him to act, or even religiously, and the other child is doing everything that you want him to do? So you may have more nachas. You may have more giluim. I would say. And you know, and, and and frankly, as human beings, you like to be you like to be in a pleasant situation, and not pleasant one. So let's say a person like that will say, I'd rather hang out with this child than with that one. The other one just gives me agmas nefesh. I understand that. But we're talking here, the connection, the pure connection between child and father doesn't really change at all with that. You can't, you can't compare them. That would be like the example, Afal Pishachot Yisrael, by the Ebishta too, of course. But it's just so, the connection is there. And you see it, and God forbid, in the time of Sakona. I mean, would a father like that or a parent like that Say if the child's in Sakona, you know, I'm, I have no time for him because I'm busy with my other child that I'm having nachos from. That, to me, that would be a real problem. It, there are people who would do that, but that's because of their own uh, discomfort. But Asmizdik connection is Asmizdik connection. Um, let's not distinguish. Uh, that, that, listen, a parent and a child has many level relationships. He's talking here, strip everything else away. Let's say two child, everything considered. Forget about whether one is giving nachs to the other. If you don't have that, it's definitely, you see it. When you do have giluyim, the giluyim can conceal and a person can think. And some parents actually do. I mean, I know parents that do show favoritism. It's a fact of life. It's not a steer to this. To me, it's them. It's not because the Asahim Beis is wrong. It's they're, they're wrong. They're not doing what they should be doing. That would be like somebody not, you know... Uh, I think it's quite clear. I don't need needs a lot of. I mean, these explanations in the context here. And I'm using strong examples. Let's just use plain example. Let's say you know, to all children being equal, there's an asymmetric connection. Then there's times, like he says, where it's very strong. A, child, a parent and a child can be apart for a year. You don't every day feel that missing. And then there are times you just have a surge. You miss your child, like he said, or the other way around. Anyway, bottom line is. That it's not totally in in echus of his galus adotzin as a husha atzmi mamish nimsir in his galus and the revelation of desire here is that the atzmi mamish is drawn and is revealed in this. Vadugim mezelamayl the example for this above who barotzin atzmi atzmi sein sof b'nishamis yisrael in the essential desire of atzmi sein sof in the souls of Israel. So it's only because they're rooted in atzmus. I mean, he's going to say this, but a good example would be, if it wasn't that way, so, like others like to say, that, okay, you were chosen when you behaved. Not, he rejected you, he chose someone else. By us, that's like, you know, that's, it's not like that. When Moshe is up on Har Sinai, begging for, uh, these days, begging for uh, for the Eden, the Ebershah says, go build another nation. No, 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 there's no, there's no Mises. You're connected. You know, I use this a lot in, in therapy, actually. I said, you're connected. God himself was saying, I don't want, I want another nation. He's like, I want a divorce. I want another nation. And Moshe says, no. Because Moshe knew the connection is fundamental. I, David didn't know that. So whatever the reason, he wanted, he needed a human being, you know, he needed to elicit it. It's like in any case, two people can love each other, and they, there's a real betrayal. So you, a third person sees the deeper love and, and, and elicits it until he gets it going. Because they just wanted to be begili. It's not just enough, you know, be'etzim, yeah, be'etzim, we're connected. 
But the bottom line is, what does it say? Bebenkach, bebenkach, boniyatim. Yeah, right. Or even bechod mesamius, it says it's kilech hamasi apasi, kilech hamasi aleitzu bavonim. That he that he destroyed that he let he let his anger out on the on the wood and the the stones instead of on the people. But you and I are here. Only your forefathers and your fathers, Cheshek Hashem, does God, these words, Cheshek Chuke Rotzen, Cheshek is also desire. In Hebrew, there are a lot of words for desire, I guess. Cheshek is. You could say lust, yeah, you could say lust, but you know, here it, doesn't, it means positive lust. But it's a desire, be the real way they probably translate. Cheshek Chukya. Shazau harotzim ben neshamis Yisrael atzman p'neshim mushashim ba'atzmus. That's the desire in the souls themselves because they're rooted in atzmus. V'zeh shakas is leim merubchem. Leim merubchem mechol ha'amim. Yeah, it's this week's, the A? Leim merubchem mechol ha'amim. Yeah, yesterday. How do they translate Merupchem? Right. Not because of your uh, quality, in other words. Not because of your numbers. Not because of your, right, your outnumbering all the nations. Not because of the quality or the ilu, the advantage of the souls, that's why there's a desire in them. The mashukosu leimerupchem, leimerupchem doesn't just mean that they're not ribu bekamus, quantity, many in quantity, a multitude in quantity. He's explaining actually merupchem does not mean matnam. Because what does it mean? Since when do more things create love? Ribi becomes a a larger number in quantity is not a reason for uh, for love. So when he says lemerupchem, what does he mean? He has to be a reason that there, there would be a have a meaning that because of that I would love you more than others. It means lemerupchem, meaning on your quality, on your not just in quantity, on your quality, because of your special qualities. That you have abundant qualities, ubamaila and advantages, in quality level, qualitatively. So even though you have those qualities, it's not because of that quality and advantage that you souls have. That's why God desires them. It's only because of themselves themselves. Because they're rooted in the essence. And that's why he has in them a rotsin atzmi mamish, like the father to a child. He has an essential desire. This is bli kavona legami. This is higher than any intention. Now, he's explaining it further. This is all the parentheses, by the way, the whole chapter almost. Because there's also another desire, shubatek of gadol, that's very intense. He's making comparisons of different types of uh, desires here. 
And that's a desire when you want, in Yonim Nailam, you want exalted, you want um, refined or you can say higher things. You know, there's, there's for example, a desire to eat, a desire to study. Let's say he's maybe giving an example. Vuhunyin Hashaige. Yet another word. We have here so far several words for Ratzin. We have Ratzin. He said Shuka. <laughs> he said Cheshek. Now he says Shaige. Shaige, Shaige, Sari. Roar. Yeah, but Shaige here, emotional roar, is a, a type of excitement inside a person. Right. But there's a word of Shaige, like, right. It's like a, like a, you know, like a, almost like a grunt. Right, yeah. So he's saying here, so this he's saying a different type of this. desire, you want something special. We're not shy. So union, take of his pilot, Shabbat, take of our be in your Nile of That's the take of his pilot, the intensity of excitement that comes from the intensity of a desire and something very uh, exalted, very elevated, lofty. He's going to give an example. Ukamoi, Shog, Yishog, Al Noveyo. Yeah, Neva. Shag Yishag, he's talking about the Ebishter, I believe. That Shag Yishag on the Vehu, it's like a double word, Shag, but he's like. Uh, roaring and. No, roaring about his Nevehu. On the base of Migdash, the Chum. Oh, that's, that's where the. What's the Yishag? That's where it says about Chedeshav that. Uh, yeah, no, he says that. Um, that in the month, the Chedesh Aryeh, Allah Aryeh, Riven Aryeh, then he also says that the Chedesh of the Yorit, I forgot the expression right now, Yorit Shaige, because it says the Abish to Shaige, Shaige Salakim, and I think he brings that Pasuk, Sheg Yishag al so he basically cried out. Roared and cried out on the veil on his building, on his home. When the base of Migdash was this way. Is this an Is this Echa? I think so. Because there's the double, the, all the doubles there. I think so. The shin, you know, the letters. Yeah. Like Razal say, Gimel Mishmeris have Yeah, yeah. Gimel Mishmeris have There are three. Uh, uh, the, uh, a Mishmer is a. Watches. There are three watches, not necessarily one night. It could be. The, yeah, the night uh, here it says Havah Yeah, the, the night has three, three like uh, three uh, time spans, um, and, and therefore three. Three. What's the word for it? Uh, when people, uh, you know, when people divide, let's say, a, a day into portions. Portion, but there's a word for it. Um, time spans. It's even more than that. Shifts, shifts, that's the word. But it's a, it's a half a day, it's a night. So you no, it's a, it's a he's saying here night, yeah. Right, 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 right. Here he's talking the three, okay. Right, 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 yeah. So he says, Gimel Shmeres Havi Alayla. The night has three shifts, that's the word I wanted. Valkom Mishmer and Mishmer, and each shift and shift, Akashbarchi Yeshiv Vishayig Kari. In each shift, the Abishta sits and, and roars like a lion. What is it saying? Oily, she chrafti as basi. Oy, woe to me that I destroyed my home. The glacier is bonai, and I exiled my children. Bena umas. 
The glacier is bunny, and I, I exiled my children between the nations. What's the roar? Why is he roaring? Is the roar over the lack of the divine revelation? The bizman by the time of the Beis Hamikdash, there was actual divine revelation mamished below. And the revelation was in the souls of Israel. And this is the crying out, the, the roar, the painful roar, and the lack of the gili. See, this also, remember, this is the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, it's still Shiva in the I said it's the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. It's the Shiva de Nechemta. He's just concluding here. Because you see, he's, you know, he's talking about the time. Because above, there's a great desire for there to be revelation below. Yeah? Not just you want it. God also wants it. I love how we want it as much as him, but probably the Like the Maimer, the Sabbath, God desired we have to make a study on these different levels of so far four or five Rotson is a general word desire to look up This guy broke all his desires. He has no more no, desires. <laughs> and this and, and desire, I use lots of desire, craving. You have to find words also respectable. You know, this lust is a good word. Uh, I didn't say lust, I said craving. No, I know, we had the word before lust. Yeah, yeah. Well, come on, God desired to be a dirabitakhtainim. And this is all rotsen, by the way, not tainim. Valkane al Hedragili, and therefore, when there's a lack of this Hedragili, when there's a uh, the, the opposite, the, anti- the antithesis, that there's a not a resistance, a the opposite of Gili, lack of revelation. Vakolskin be Gili nailikazer, huashayga, and especially the lack of such a great Gili, there's a Terrible roar, a loud roar. Basically, he's saying now that he's not talking about a rotsen atzmi, I believe, but let's see where he goes with this. But this desire is a rotsen giluim. There he wants gili. That's what's the shaggy. That's what he said. He's explained it's not a rotsen atzmi. Because rotsen atzmi is there even when there isn't the gili. So the rotsen to take a girl, rotsen binyonim nailin. What's in Yonim Nailam that he gave the example? Divine revelation. And when there's a lack of that, when there's no the Dirba Tachtem, God's home is not there, and the Gili is not there. The same thing, the desire of God in Tehra Mitzvah is also a Rotson in the revelation of godliness. However, the desire and love of God in the souls of Israel fundamentally that's not because of any nachas they give. That's not because of any revelations. It's not because of a divine revelation. Rather from the etzim. 
That's why it says that Av Gamzeis, despite all that, they're in their land of Evaim, of their enemies, I will not be despised. I will not despise them. Yeah. Because it says sometimes that faket, you know, like Miyovi uh, Bibotsa, that even if he, the child does not despise the father, even when he's dressed in all kinds of dirty clothing. Even the time of distance. The Benkach or Benkach Banayhem. Because this, either Benkach or Benkach, either like this or like that, they are my children. This is like one of these sikhs of the Rebbe where he goes into, you know, like the Miriam Basbilga type of sikh. And to change and to and to exchange them for another nation is impossible. No matter how they are, God forbid, meaning the worst, impossible to exchange them. Okay, fine. Ummah, because it's going on Ummah, maybe. That's why not Shahim. Shahu, Ech Shahu, the Ummah. Okay, fine. Before he said a similar expression when he said Ech Duhu. He's not talking Lashon Yachid here. Ech Shu Chashon, Ech Shalachlifam. You cannot exchange them. Vahainu Bchinus Lotsen Atzmi Mamish, which means that it's a fundamental, essential desire and connection. And yet he still calls it desire. Because desire at the end of the day is still being drawn to it. If you remember, they defined desire at the beginning of the chapter. Yachpiz be'ezer dover. So there's a tiny desire. Okay, fine. Okay, that's from Hashem, God, to us. An example for this is also the other way around. The bad to the av is the Shomish Yisrael, and it's galus atzmus and neshama, when the revelation of the essence of his soul, berotzin atzmil atzmus and sev baruchu. Three atzmus he's saying here. His galus atzmus and neshama, berotzin atzmi, la atzmus and sev. The revelation of the essence of his soul in an essential desire to the essence of the insof, without any intention, without any objective. Saying the same thing from the bottom up. There's a desire, that's a, the intense excitement, and that's a desire for revelation of godliness. Now he's going the other way. It's like Abishta has that desire, the shag of mayim. Like uh, the 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 tarig, the the cry, the bellow, the yell of an ayel, is a uh, not a deer. What's an ayel? A uh, ram. A ram. Alafike moim. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Alafike moim on the. on the banks of the uh, pools. Alafike. moim on the banks of the river. Of the water. Ayel Tarig. Tarig is similar to Shag. It's not as strong, but it's is the cry 
on the lack of elokus of the revelation of godliness. Like my my soul is thirsty for you. Huh? Kama is my my flesh is uh, aching, I believe. In a land that is sea, that is uh, desolate, the eye of barren, or if actually means tired, but it means okay, sea of desolate and barren, whatever. This is Tatilin. This from Dalvin Amelach. When did we say this? Why is he saying this when he had when he had a base of Midrash? No, because he was right. He didn't have. Firstly, he didn't have a base of Midrash. Shlomo Amelach built it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, why? Yeah, the whole Tilim is, is, is crying out. How much of Tilim is about good things? It's all. Well, today's Tilim was good things. Yeah, no, there are plenty of beautiful things there, but a lot of it is the crying out for need in time of need. But all you have blame Mayim. Shelo yesh gilei alakus. Because there's no shaloh yesh gilei because there's no gilei alakus, so it's a crying out. Who had rotsin ba giluim? That's a desire in giluim. That's a desire for revelations. Well, kumoi came. One second. You said you think that there was no reason to cry then? There's plenty of reason to cry. Yeah. On a personal level, but what about on a general level? Since the Tzimtzum Adrishan, there's always something to cry about. Remember that. Because there's always more, and so on. He's really, bringing, he's really laying it out here. Every desire, <laughs> every level is here. So if you ever need a chapter, remember chapter 64. A chapter to identify with different levels of crying out for something is your chapter. He's not defining here. He's just saying it in general terms. In other places. I mean, you'd have to really research other places where he brings this. For all practical purposes, this is just a... I mean, a it's not really that relevant what level it is. He's trying to explain two types of desires, actually. Who do I have in heaven? He's alluding here a little to the Alter Rebbe's expression. means who do I have in heaven? So the literal interpretation of the Pasuk is, where is God? But the Alter Rebbe said, even Shemayim is not, I don't want something, I don't want heaven. I don't want your heaven. I don't want your Ganeid. I don't want your Elam Haba. I want Imchalei Chafatzi. That means right. Shein Adetzer Bagilim. Hadi Bekom Mokim. Even this, we well, don't want Gilim. <laughs> Even this, I'm Bekom Mokim. Nevertheless, yes, because I'm Avukus. There's some objective. There's some desire. Im Shem Avukus who Shein Adetzer Bamachas Hatzmis. Whether the whether the Avukus, the objective is that he wants this essential Amshacha, not Gilim, but he wants Hatzmis. Because you see, the Alter Rebbe saying that I wanted it. The Hamshacha, the connection Atzmi he has with Atzmus, he didn't need to want. You have that without wanting. He wanted something. Even that is what he wants. However, is uh, the Etzim itself. Oi, Sharetzel Liskalu. It's giving two interpretations. Or his desire is to be encompassed there. But either way, there's an objective. 
All this has some objective. Just like we spoke before with God's is what the essential the essence of the soul is awakened. It is awakened. So there is a gilui, but not for giluyim. In the essence of not just altogether, absolutely no objective and absolutely no calculation. Cheshbon nafshi meaning there's no it just, it just is there's no uh, calculated effort here. It's a want effort. Without wanting anything. What? It's a want without wanting anything. It's a want, but the question is what you want. Let me let me finish and let's read. That's only because he's rooted in atzmus. And therefore, the revelation of this essence of the soul. It's like a shall have it's a flame that rises on its own. That's the Russian from Rashi, beginning of Balitzcha. She's drawn. She's drawn. She's drawn. He's drawn to the divine with a essential desire. This is all the parentheses, by the way. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay, Amnam Kavana Khan is not talking about this highest desire. However, the intention here, that has some deeper and inner intention, but it's but but it's also and it's also higher than a reason. That's the rotsin, the desire and the creation of the bringing the worlds into being, the Amrazal al Pasuk, like the Rizal say on the Pasuk, Shukaf Amude Sheish. Shake of shake comes from like the the, the thigh. Amude Sheish, the pillars of, of, of marble. Shekov. So what's the word shake? Shukov is also from the word chuka. You know what's what are we talking? What kind of thighs? She so says like this Shake of Zeh Shake of Amude Sheish refers to Zah. Shake is referring to the world that God has a strong desire. The reason it's called thighs because thighs are connected to pleasure and stuff like that. So, that's the world. God is back to Chuka. That he desires deeply, strong. Amazing. To create it. One second. What's the intention, the inner intention of this? This is not like Atmos. The deeper kavanah is because he desired there should be a dira betachtenim. But he ain't tam Also on this, there's no reason or comprehension at all. But that's how he desired. Uh, okay. Okay, so the the Hemshel would be 1,499 pages instead of 1,500 yeah, pages. That's what you're saying. Yeah, but this would be a whole chapter, though, even 15 lines? The chapters were added later. Oh, that was even later. So, I'm sure it would not have been, but the, the, the parentheses are just as important outside the parentheses. It's only a parentheses because 
if you want the flow, he's talking about two types of desire. So the one is here, explains the first one, and then the second one. The parentheses are not like you can't really read it without the parentheses. To be very honest, you can read it technically. You could read it because, but you can't understand it properly. That's why I, I can't skip the parentheses, especially with this one. But anyone, okay. So let's let's sum this up. Ooh. God Almighty, and this is all the first desire. So he began like this. He's giving another reason. He's coming to explain that in addition to the desire clully, it's a general desire for existence, which is the mark of clully of ak and higher tier law. There's a desire in each particular world. Prati. I gave a few examples, but the example I was using today was think of it like in a corporation, a hierarchy, or an army. So you have, you can have a, an entire department head and then each sub-department has a head of that department. And then they all answer to even a bigger head. So you have a Rotson, you know, the one who gives orders to the whole team. Then that, then there, or two team leaders, rather. Each leader gives directions to its team-specific team. That's Ak. Ak would be the commander-in-chief, yeah. Oh, commander-in-chief would be, that, no, that should be less than commander-in-chief. Commander-in-chief would be... The, the, that in your mind, if you want, I, I have no problem saying commander-in-chief is Ak. I mean, obviously. So, so, where do you want to begin? You want, you want. So, what, what do you what would you like Ak to be? What? If you want to start levels, there's a lot of levels before the Simpson. Executive director or something. It's, uh, fine. So, let it be executive director. It's fine with me. Look, it depends. If you start counting from after the Simpson, yeah. If you count before the Simpson, you have all these levels before the Simpson too, subtly. But regardless, Ak is definitely the overall. Everybody answers to Ak. But as I explained before, Ak is not just a not, Ak is not just barking orders. Ak gives life to all of existence. It's also in, in energizing it, concealed, and it has a relationship in the sense that it's certain parts of Ak are revealed even to the team, individual team, like Amuna and other things. But there is. But bottom line is, it's an overall. Then we also have a specific each department. Let's call it Silas. Each department has its. Team head, and, and the, you know, there's Kesser and also in Moichin, there's Kesser of uh, Mazar and Kesser. He didn't even go there, but let's just talk like that. In this chapter, he's beginning to explain. Also, to 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 understand further, or more, better understand this detail, the specific rotsin, in addition to the general rotsin of of Ak, he's began with saying there's two types of desire. And we're not talking about the desire that comes a rational one and a super rational. In the super rational desire itself, there's two. This chapter is dedicated to the first one. So let's just analyze what he said here. I'm just summing up real pshat here. Without, then we'll get to Havana. So what did he say? That the first one is sheikhpitz. He wants something and is drawn to it and does everything to try to acquire it. And he says before the parenthesis, it's not for any reason. So a reason, like I said, an apple on the tree, there's a reason. I'm hungry, I want the apple. There's not, that, that, that's not what he's talking about, that type of desire. He's talking about the desire that he wants it, even if there's no reason. But the parentheses, he breaks this further. There can be no reason, but there's a kavon. There can be an intention, but it's not rational necessarily. That's basically what he's saying. To understand that, he speaks about a third level, where there's no intention at all. So you have three things. Arotzen atzmi, no intention at all. 
Ratzon Atzmi is because you're part of me, I'm connected with you. Forever and ever, unconditionally, absolutely no reason behind it. There's no intention. I don't need anything from it. You don't need anything from it. We, you and I are bonded forever. The example in, in our world is a father and a son. A parent, a parent and child. The example above is Atmus and Neshama Yisrael. We're talking about purely that. We're not talking about the, we're not talking about the Abraham wants a gili. Like, you know, like I said before, a father wants, because you have Rats and Atzmi, that's why I want to spend time with you. But that's already Rats for Giluim. But even if there was no Giluim, even if it wasn't there, in other words, I love my son and my child, not because my child is smart and I like to sit and talk to him. It's because I love him, that's why I like to talk to him. Not because I talk to him. In other words, not because of what I'm going to gain from it. It's the connection is there. And that leads to a lot of other things you want to do with that person. That's a Rats and that only exists with things that are fundamentally connected, that are not driven by any plan. Now, of course, you could ask, why did God want Neshamas, Mushas, and Natsmus? He's not even going there. There's no want there. It's like an extension. It's just a natural, kavyochal natural thing. If you ask the question, is he mukhrich to have Neshamas? You know, God's not mukhrich in anything, but clearly it seems like if there's Atmos, there's Neshamas. However you twist and turn it, whatever you say. That's all in Giluim. But when he's speaking here, he's Mushas and Atzmus Mamush. I mean, everything is Mushas and Atzmus. Not more than Shamus. So. He made a distinction, no? He's saying the world is a Kavana, and and the Shamus is no Kavana. He said this clearly. He asked the Shamus to But they could say these are all levels. The question is. Well, let, let me just first state what he says here, and then we'll talk about Havana. Let, let's just get, I want, we must get out what he says before we try to... So the first thing he said is a thing that's higher than Kavana. That's not what he's talking about here, however. So it's higher Kavana is a Rats Natsmi. He spoke about it two ways. The Rats Natsmi of Atzmus to Neshamis Yisrael. No matter what, he's connected with them. Okay? As opposed to the Rats Giluin, where God cries out or roars because of the lack of Gili of the Beis Amigdash. That's not the Ratsanatsmi. The same thing is from below up. There's a Ratsan, there's a desire, an essential connection between Nishama and God, not for any gain, not for any um, purpose at all. Not even the purpose I want to connect to Atmos, like the Altar Rebbe said. He doesn't use the Altar Rebbe here. That's also not. It's just a Ratsan Atmi, it's connection. Then there's a Ratzon, a lower one for a Gili. They want, they, that, that we want to be connected. We want to feel the Gili. We want to, what he said here, example, um, uh, Gili Lekus, yeah, he cries out, either because he wants to, the Amshachas Atzmis, he wants to draw down the Atzmis, or because he wants to be encompassed in it. But true Ratzon Atzmi is without any intention at all. That is not what he's talking about here. The next level is a Ratzin that has an intention, but it's super rational. It's not based on a logical reason. In other words, uh, like I said before, you're hungry. I have a reason. That's why I want this piece of food. The Sava Kodesh Baruch is an example of this Ratzin. It has an intention. Like he said before, he wants Gili. It's not just a desire without anything. It's a desire with a purpose. The purpose is, is, there's an objective. The objective is, Mashiach will come, Aravedi, he wants Aravedi. So this doesn't have a reason. You can't say it's a reason, it's a desire, it's a Ratzin, the Sava. 
There's no reason, but there is a purpose. And that's what he's talking about here. The Ratzna Visava Salems. And then there's lower than that as, a, as a, a desire with a reason. That's what he said here. Basically three types of levels of Ratzna. And the one he's talking about is the middle one. The one there's a Ratzna for Kavana Belitam. He doesn't say the Alter Rebbe. He doesn't mention him, so I can't know. Okay. He just uses me. He uses the same Pasuk. It sounds like the Alter Rebbe, but the Alter Rebbe, it sounds also, it sounds like the Alter I would say it is. That, that is where you want Giluim. The Alter Rebbe is you want something. He wanted something. He said it. The Alter Rebbe was not sufficient and just say, listen, have a Ratz and Atzmi to be Atzmus. He says, I want. But the Alter Rebbe, I can interpret both ways. You can interpret it both ways if you really want. Here he says, You don't want the Giluim. But Pashtas, the Alter Rebbe didn't want Giluim, he wanted Atzmus. Which would put him in the category of the middle category, but you could interpret the Alter Rebbe as really the third, the the, the atzmis, that he desires the thing itself. He doesn't want even atzmos in a way. Not, wants, in other words, you can want atzmos, like you said here, as an as a kavona, or you could atzmos. I, I just like you said, the words he uses. I'm not sure. The Alter Rebbe, you can interpret both ways. We'd like to interpret the Alter Rebbe at the highest level, but if you really read Pshat here, it sounds a little more like the middle level. Not sure. That's something that could be looked into. We have to go back to the Alter Rebbe's expression to see exactly how. Or maybe you can type the Alter Rebbe both ways. Remember, there's a mile in Giluim. He's just speaking about a level where there's no Gili. The, the point being, I would, I would distinguish between the two. You could say, so what's the difference? One person doesn't want, well, I don't want your Alam Haba, I don't want your Ganadin, I want only you alone. So you can definitely interpret that as being a second level, because there's a Kavana here. Yeah, other people want Giluim. This one wants a low level, and this one wants that thing itself. I want the Etzim. He's going, well, he's, he's smarter. Why would I go for uh, half the prize? I want the whole prize, basically. You can interpret it like that. So there is a Mavukish. Now, one second. You could explain that why he wants it is because he's Mushrish Betson. That's not a problem. In other words, it could be rooted in a deeper place. But what, what, but the expression here is Giluim. Like, it's like a father has a connection with a child, like he said before. Not always do you see the, the deep yearning for your child. Let's say your, father, your child goes to yeshiva out of town. And one day you wake up and you say, oh, I really miss my son. I call him up. I want to spend time with him. Hopefully. Now, even if you don't do that, if one day you don't feel that, or you're, the connection is there, and you have a natural being drawn to your child, even if there's not no expression of it. But the second level he's talking here, there's a kavana, is when you're, you're calling him, not because you're calling because you're going to get something from him, it's because you fundamentally have a connection. That's why you call him. I just want to qualify what he's saying. He's not saying, why does God want Gilu Elakus in this world? Or why does God want Gilu Elakus within? He wanted, the, the, he says, uh, that, you know, he cries that my children, that I exiled my children. It's because he has that connection. But that particular expression there is not coming from the Ratzon Atzmi. It's coming from the Ratzon that's already with the Kavana. The Kavana is, I want Gili. Let's not dismiss the, the value of that. Then there's just a fundamental Ratzon where a person just has that desire, Aitzitzach. He's drawn. I would say one is not, I, I, I doesn't say these words, but I would say the Ratzon Atzmi, if I were to explain it, I would say it's without any deliberate effort. It's just there. And Ratzon with Kavani, even higher than Tam, 
is, is there is an effort required. You need to do something. No, 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 no. The tzitzich is the highest one, no? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, read it. Please show me What are you talking about? Please show me vakush kla. No, no, no. That's the tzitzich is, is is what I just said. Yeah, the tzitzich. What I mean by effort, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about exertion. If if you want gilui, you have to do something about it. If you want to sit and speak to your child, you have to sit down and speak to him. Rats and atzmi doesn't require anything. You just have a draw, you just you have a connection to your child. That's what I meant. That's in itself is not action. It leads to action. Yeah, I meant uh, yeah, some type of action. Rutzen by by definition means being drawn to. So that even the Rutzen Atzmi is still being drawn to. However, it's being drawn to for a purpose, and that is the Gilui or whatever he he calls here. Or there's 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 being drawn and there's no purpose at all. It's just that you're drawn. That's it. Because it's you. Right. Exactly. And then there's no intention. There's no purpose. So that's it. That's the three levels. It doesn't. You could all struggle with it, but uh, I, I find it, it's a little upshotic, but it's not I think beyond. When you're drawn to something, you're basically moving away from yourself. But, but, but if, it's, if it's the ultimate one, the one that's yitzitzich, is really, you're not really going on yourself. You just, it's you. Because the thing that you're being drawn to is you. So you're not really moving away from yourself. In a very subtle way. Uh, subtly, perhaps, but you could also say giluyim is the gilui of you. I wouldn't necessarily put it exactly like that. On a certain level, I would, but not completely. I would say what I would say in that context. I, w- I would rephrase it just a drop. I mean, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you fundamentally. It's just that you could say Gili Dirubetachtenim is the Gili of me. That's what he wants. He doesn't just want to be there. He wants to also be revealed. So I don't know if the revealed means that he's away from himself. That's why I, you know, when he says that Adibster wants the Gili of Elokus. That's why I wouldn't say move him. But I would say. That one is a, a definitely one is a. As soon as you say the word kavana or tam, it has its seer. That's for sure. That's the key. It has some uh, some uh, what's the word identity. It has some how would I define seer? Some shape, some manifestation. That's the key. You can call that maybe moving it because you could say etzem doesn't have any shape. So the fact that God is revealed in the base amigdash. It's unbelievable, gavaldic. Everything is fine, but there's a manifestation. There's a there's a definition of something, and the best proof of it is that when it's not there, there's something lacking. The atzmizdik connection. I, I mentioned the sikh from chelik hey. Let's not call, let's not forget that that even though you could say why is God disturbed by the chum beis the atzim is still in place because he wants giluim, and giluim, as the Rebbe explains, is negay in the atzim. That's yeah, but the distinction is one is there even if there's no manifestation, and the other is not. This is very interesting. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. I, I have to deal with a child whose father rejected him, basically rejected him completely for many reasons. And it wasn't justified reasons. I mean, it's never justified. Huh? In his judgment. In his judgment, yeah. In his judgment, his father rejected No, but he did. He did. He doesn't want to see him. He doesn't want to talk to him. I helped reconcile the two. Reconcile them, thank God. And the father has, you know, it was, a it was his problem. It wasn't the son's problem. The son didn't sound like he did something. Even if he did something, I mean, how, so, so you, you know, you come to terms or so. But the point I'm saying here is, I no doubt that the father loved the child. There's not even a question in my mind. But that's not enough, obviously. 
You know, father said to me, so I love my child without ever seeing him. He told me this once. We'll, our love will always be there. You know, so I, so I use the opposite, obviously. I said, that's very nice, but, you know, um, uh, the main thing is that if you really love someone, you want to express it. You want to some way express it. He was making the case for the Atzmi, the Bible and Golas, so to speak. My point I'm trying to make here is that that Aratz and Atzmi has no manifestation, no form. It's very powerful because it remains intact. It's like a foundation that can never be shaken. Like he says, never exchange this nation for anyone else, period. But are we satisfied with that? Obviously not. So um, God cries for the revealed. The revealed, would, I would say the revealed is some manifestation, some form of expression. Expression is the one I wanted to say. Some expression. So that's the difference. So you could have an expression. That's a kavana. There's an expression and a kavana. I mean, an expression may not be good either because the first one is also an expression. It's tzitzach. He is looking for it. Okay, the, it's, it's the matara, it's the mavukash. That's the key. No, 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 no. First of all, he's talking about himself and his connection. He wasn't talking about Golas. He didn't say, we don't want to give him, you know. He's talking about his connection. Okay, I think that's that, that. So that's the Kavana. And that's the first Ratsan. What time is it now? Because today I have, I have a... 10.18. Hmm? 10.18. I'm going to have to stop here. Yeah, Kitsur. Summary, Kitsur. Eidjuven, Inyan, Hanal. Eidjuven. I can't say to better understand Eidjuven. To, uh, to understand addition. To, to, how would you say Eidjuven? Eidjuven. Nochma. To understand more. Of the above. That the, yeah, about the, the, the general okay. desire and the pratisdika and the detail. There are two types of desire. Let's see how he sums it up. I just summed it up one way. Let's see the Rebbe Rashab. The first desire. Ratzin Goli. Batia Lezidavad. A revealed desire. Natia. Being leaning, an inclination to any particular thing. Yeah, it's more than disposition. Disposition you could have without being inclined, just inside of you. I mean, it's v'yesh b'zeh kavana primis, and there is in this, there is a kavana primis in this. For agav, hey, ah, this is a new one. The Rebbe is saying agav, and by the way, yevayev. Explains in Yerotz and Atzmi Metzada Etzem, Kamayarotz and Rishamis Yisrael Metzada Etzmi. This is interesting. He says Agav. Explains it. Okay, I'm fine. You know, like the Chosid that corrected the Matikun Tos from Kutatera. You know that one? Kutatera from the Alter Rebbe had some typos. So it was a Chosid correcting the typos. Another Chosid said Petach. He banged him on his head and said, What are you talking? What are you doing? We're hurrying on the Kutatera to figure it out. And you're going here and you're making a correction, you know. In other words, figuring out also there's a mistake. So even a even a mistake in the Tate is also something worthwhile learning. So an aga from that Rebbe is also not bad. I'd rather have the Rebbe's parenthetical things than other people's ikka. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He says agav, and 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 as an aside, he explains rotsin atzmi that comes from the essence, like the rotsin. The desire of God and the souls on their own. The chain, the other way around. The desire of souls 
godliness, without any objective. And mavukish usually when you say mokem mavukish means you set on a journey to get somewhere. Goal oriented. It's goal oriented. Mavukish means okay, I'm getting why, why am I going from here to here? Because I need want to get there. Gilui is a mavukish. Mili b'shamayim even imchalecha is also a mavukish. So here there's no such mavukish. It's a rotznat. V'yesh rotzn begiluim. Then there's a desire. This is all the agav. Then the desire for giluim. Because he wants this revelation itself. Like the desire for the temple, and for Tehidimitzvah. And the desire of the soul for divine revelation. Ah, interesting. Is the Ratzin Begiluim similar to the Ratzin that has Tam Pnimi? From the Pnim, it's seen as yes. Here, almost Mashman, it's a little different. That even the Ratzin Gili Atzme is also for the Gili itself. I'm not sure. That's a good question. Because the fact that he says, Okay, it's, it, you could say it's similar to that. There's a reason for it. There's a Tam Pnimi. However, it's higher than rational. Tam Pnimi here means there's an inner Kavana. It doesn't mean rational. This is the first level of Ratzin Mamash. The second chapter, next chapter, 65, is going to discuss that before this desire, there's a thing called Heskim. That's going to be the Hiserius Kloli that he spoke about earlier. There's a Heskim where you determine inside yourself. It's like a step before the desire. It's quite uh, subtle and quite abstract. All to, all to explain... The next chapter you'll, you'll find the Michelle. Find yes, there is going to be a... Yeah, hundred right, right. Well, it all depends. You see, that the key thing why rotsen atzmi is a critical point here is because a rotsen atzmi, which is what not what he's talking about, is coming from within. When it's coming from within, you don't need to even turn anything on and off. You can't. You have no control over it in a way. Humans, for sure. sure. It's just who you are. It's like an extension of yourself. You said it's a level above. So, well, the next chapter we'll talk about. So, we did chapter sixty-four. Beginning of Discourse 17, page 120 and 121.